National Pharmacies, proud sponsors of the National Pharmacy Sample Juniors Show. Welcome back to episode eight of the Sample Junior Show. We're here thanks to National Pharmacies, proud sponsors and fans of the National Pharmacies at Sample Junior Show. And of course, the host plus Sample League, where under 18s are free entry. Make sure you get to a game this weekend. Well, what a Sample Junior Show we have coming up uh, this morning. We'll shortly be joined by Sample Club coach coordinator, Ryan Nelson. He'll tell us how parents out there can become coaches and what the sample are doing to help young aspiring coaches out in community footy. And also later in the show, we'll join, uh, we'll be joined by a Glenunga football club, Brad James, the under eights club uh, coach and also the club coordinator. So looking forward to that. But right now we're here joined by the Sample Coach Development Coordinator, Ryan Nelson. Welcome to the show. Hey, Courtney. How are you going? All right. Good to see you. Very well. Thank you. I love having you in because we just talk coaching chats all the time yes. and uh, get a real insight into what the Sample are doing in terms of helping community coaches. Yeah. Take us through what's on the plate at the moment. Well, well the first thing is I'm slightly biased. I think coaching's everything. So maybe I'm, <laughs> maybe I'm slightly biased. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But... Um, no, it's been a good year in terms of like what we're doing with, with coaching. Probably our, where should we start? Let's talk with the, the club coach coordinator program. That's probably been our biggest thing that we think has made an impact, particularly with Sample Junior sides, you know, um, a lot of clubs out there doing great things, but our club coach coordinator program has probably been our biggest, our biggest win, should we say. And what are some of the benefits of clubs, um, putting in place that coordinator position? Yeah. Um, Probably the best way I can explain it. Let's go on a little journey about my own little coaching journey. So <laughs> if I go back 35 years ago, which feels like a long time ago, <laughs> I was a 16 year old at school and I was tapped on the shoulder by the club saying, would you coach the under 11s? Now at 16, I've got no connection at all to under 11s, but I think I was probably the last person who they thought would say yes. So maybe they tried <laughs> all the good candidates and thought they better ask that guy and see if he says yes. So <clears throat> it started with, here's the balls, here's the cones, off you go, go and coach the kids. Now, I only knew what I knew and my understanding of under 11s at that age of being a 16 year old was pretty low. So my success rate wasn't great. <laughs> and what I used to do was whatever we did on Tuesday nights in the team that I played in was how I coached on a Wednesday with yeah. the kids. Now, very quickly, the kids were starting to go, we're not enjoying this. This isn't much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so I was starting to get kids you know, who were giving me a hard time. But the, the reality was I only knew what I knew. So the club coach coordinator program is something that I can really resonate with because I wish I had it back in the day. <laughs> so what we do now is that we encourage clubs to have a club coach coordinator and the coordinator doesn't have to be someone who knows everything about footy. They don't have to be that 300 game club legend sort of type. They've just got to be someone who can just support the coach. So really it, it, it gets us past the whole, here's the balls, here's the cones, good luck. We'll see you in September when you want to choose the trophies. And it gets us to that point of that the club coach has someone who can just support them in the hard task of coaching because it's hard work coaching kids. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps you busy, absolutely, trying to manage all those kids running around, particularly those young young ones that – you know, sometimes they go off with the fairies and that's they're it. doing cartwheels in the corners. Yeah, that's and... the ones, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But even with my own kids, like I see them when they come home from their sport, if they've got a connection with the coach, they love it. They're in and they just can't wait to get to training and play games and all that sort of stuff. If they maybe don't have that connection with the coach, then they're a little bit less reluctant, you know, a little bit more reluctant, not keen, not sure, just want to have that coach. So in terms of kids' sport, I just feel that the coach plays such a big role in participation and whether the child enjoys it or not. 
Absolutely. And the coach is often that role model that players look up to. And, and you mentioned yourself being tapped on the shoulder as a 16-year-old, mm. um, coaching the younger ones. And it is someone that is in that position where you do aspire to be them or want to be them. Yeah. It's that natural progression from playing to coach that also exists as well. Is that correct? Absolutely. And, and that's certainly the way in junior sport, but that's no different to senior sport, is it? You know, if you've got a good connection with your coach, you really enjoy coming to it, to training and you enjoy playing games. It's fun. You're more engaged. And then if you're more engaged, you'll improve quicker. So that's where the club coach coordinator role sort of fits in. It's around supporting the coach. And take us through what that support looks like because come game day, I'm sure there's plenty of community coaches out there um, often connected to the team in in some way, shape or form, whether that's a parent or Mm. um, a friend of the team. Yep. Um, What does that support look like from the club coach coordinator? Yeah, so what we've done there is we've created a heap of resources that we think can be used at the club by the club coach coordinator. The first one we find is the most useful one is what we call the coach's handbook. So often in footy, particularly in, in, say, junior footy, you've got three different parties. You've got the parent player, and then you've got the club, and then you've got the coach. Now, if their philosophies don't match often we have a disconnection between the three parties. So what I mean by that is that we've all seen those coaches who are just so fixed on winning, 100%. I just want to win. I don't care about (laughs) development. I don't care about fun. Winning is my thing. And I want to win an under-12s premiership, and I'm going to do everything I can to win an under-12s premiership. Then what happens is the club goes, hey, we want development. We want to see every person having an equal opportunity to play in every position because that's about making sure all our group gets better at the same time. Then we've got the parents who are thinking, hey, I just want my children to have fun. I just want my children to enjoy footy. So as soon as we've got that situation, potentially there's a disconnection between the three parties. Now, it's a very familiar um, situation to be in because I'm sitting here smiling, Ryan, while mm-hmm. you're mentioning all these all <laughs> yeah. these positions, and yeah. I reckon I've seen and heard them all. All three? Yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> so what we say to clubs is we've created a template that they can use just to guide them on developing their philosophies. So a really simple way to work out what your philosophy is, if I gave you 100 footies and I gave you three buckets, so three big red buckets, one was fun, one's development and one's winning, and then depending on what age you coach, you can put your footies in any bucket that you want. Put it in the fun bucket, put some in the development bucket and put some in the winning bucket. And then once you've spread your footies, then I want you to think about what that means. Now, if you've put all your footies in the winning bucket... Now, what does that mean to the child who doesn't get the equal opportunity as everyone else? Whether they continue to play next year, whether they enjoy their footy. If you put them all in the fun bucket, well, then probably kids are going to want to come to footy and they're going to enjoy it. And the development bucket, if you can get those two right, the fun and the development, winning will generally take care of itself. Absolutely. It kind of makes sense, doesn't it? But sometimes there are coaches out there that get wrapped up in in the winning Um, Many of the clubs out there are aligned now in terms of the coach development coordinators. How are they tracking um, in terms of putting that position in place? Yeah, so across the state, um, we did a, a recent registration. So what happened is you had to register to say that you were the club coach coordinator at your coach at your club, and then we gave you two tickets to a Crows game. So that was pretty cool. River. So in the MGX box, how good's that? <laughs> so great support from the Sanford to get this program up and running. But on the figures that we've got, we think it's about seventy percent of clubs have got a club coach coordinator. 
So 70% of clubs have someone who's just there to support the coach, which is a great result. So yeah, that what's that called? Fantastic. FOMO? Is that what they call it now? <laughs> Fear of missing out. That's it. Yeah. So if you're in the 30%, you've got FOMO. I think that's what they call it. I sound really trendy now. Yeah? So, uh, yeah. so if there are clubs still out there, um, what can the sample do to assist in terms of getting that that in place? Yeah. So the best way is to make contact with myself. So my role at the sample is to go out to clubs and help them to put this program into place really around supporting their coach. Supported coach means better participation because kids are enjoying sport. So if you want to make some contact with myself, my name's Ryan. Uh, my phone number, I'm happy to give my phone number, 0466 Give me a call. I'd love to come out to your club and support you to, to put this program in place because we're seeing some clubs who are having great results from what they're doing in this program. So it's been, it's been really good to see this sort of stuff. Absolutely. It makes sense. Uh, focus on the fun and development and the, and the winning will come. Now, obviously, there are issues with trying to recruit coaches yep. and you do get the tap on the shoulder like you did as a 16-year-old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. um, I think that's fantastic, uh, keeping coaches within your club and, mm. and seeing that development and the role models come. Mm. Uh, what are we doing about recruitment of coaches at the moment? Yeah, there's some really good clubs out there that are doing some some exciting things here. And what? <laughs> let's, let's choose an example. Look, Say, there's Elle at Broadview, and she looks after the girls' program out at, at the Broadview Tigers. Her role as a club coach coordinator, and she's really happy with me saying this, she's a lovely lady, she's a mum who's got two girls that play, learning footy. Like she never played when she was growing up, but her role as a club coach coordinator, she's really strong at building relationships. So all year, she's looking for people who she can bring into the club and whatever role she thinks is the right person or what fits that person, which sometimes is coaching. But her knowledge of footy, and she's happy to say this, so she's not going to get upset with me saying this, she doesn't think it's as strong as everyone else's, but the skills that she's got as a club coach coordinator have helped so much with the running of that football club. It's been great to see. Yeah, so just that coordination piece and making sure you get the right people into the right positions. Yeah, because recruiting for coaches, like I think as clubs we'd always panic if we can't find someone when it gets to sort of March, you know, sort of that February time. And that's when... Maybe that's what happened to me. That's how I started my coaching. I was like the last person. But, you know, clubs, when they get to that stage, they're starting to panic. So if you're starting to plan now about what it's going to look like when the footy starts again next year, I think you're in a lot stronger position. But you need someone to be able to do that. Absolutely. Club so coach coordinator. that club coach coordinator is a, a crucial role for clubs. So if you're one of the 30% of clubs not yet having that in place, make sure you touch base with yeah. Ryan. Uh, he's uh, just given his number there, which is fantastic. His phone's blowing up already. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, no, a really, really important role. Um, take us through some of the coaches' meetings and sharing, um, and you've got a great example there. Yeah, yeah. So how that works, right, is what we find in, in, in clubs, there's people with all different skills. Now, sometimes you'll find a PE teacher, you might find a HR manager, you might find a kindergarten teacher, you might find you know, someone who's really good at helping people learn. And bringing all those people together and just sharing, I think it helps your coaching a lot. So you might have someone who's, say, a, 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 say a, a PE teacher whose their day-to-day business is around teaching kids. Mm-hmm. Now, as a coach, if you can connect with that person who might be a PE teacher, I think it helps your coaching. Club coach coordinator just facilitates two, maybe three meetings a year just to bring all your coaches together. And maybe it's your share, your handbook, so everyone's okay about what's in there. But then just letting people build networks and connect with others, it helps your coaching. Yeah. But you need someone at that club to be able to facilitate the time and where we're going to meet and all that sort of stuff. Big clubs find this challenging. 
you can be doing some really good things as the under 10s coach, which might help the under 12s coach, but they might train on a different night. So those great learnings sometimes don't get shared. Club coach coordinator brings it all together and allows for times to share, which is valuable. Yeah, it makes sense, doesn't it? And we often speak in uh, football coaching world that the game itself is pretty simple. Um, it's all the same. We're trying to achieve all the same things, score yeah. and win and, and so forth. Um, yeah, but others are using and doing things differently um, and going about it in a different way. So learning that is is important and the coach club coach coordinator can bring that together through these sharing meetings. Yeah, absolutely. Or if you look at it the other way, you know, sometimes coaching can be lonely. <laughs> it can be a tough gig. <laughs> so, you know, maybe if you're having some challenges, wouldn't it be nice at your club to have someone you can just lean on and say, hey, look, what have you done here? And, and there might be another coach in the club who's experienced that in the past and they can share from their example. So, you know, sometimes, you know, if you've got a challenge, well, a challenge shared is a challenge halved. So, you know, sometimes it's good to share. And uh, sometimes for uh, junior clubs, uh, it's really important to make sure that you're getting that participation from all involved. Mm. Um, coaches are calling out for drills all mm. the time. Mm -hmm. Where, what do you say to that? Yeah, absolutely. So the um, Coach AFL has a fantastic resource called, called RM Coach. Now that's free. So if you look on there, that's, that's something you can do for free. But sometimes even within your club, if you start, you know, maybe had a, a, a coach's meeting and you just said, hey, every coach, bring along your favourite activity. And then you just shared from there and then talked about, you know, how can we change that activity? How can we extend it? What can we change to make the challenge point just a little bit harder? Then you start to grow your own little activity library. Um, so once again, that's another benefit of having a club coach coordinator, just getting people to share because there's so many people in the footy world doing great stuff. Absolutely. And mm. Ryan, what do we think about cones? Cones, right. Don't need them. Get rid of them. <laughs> There's my, my pet, I suppose, if I had to give my three biggest coaching uh, advice points, um, the first one would be try and make training look as close as you can to a game. Now, if you can make it look like a game, then kids are going to enjoy training. And be okay with, with players making mistakes. Mistakes means that there's learning happening. Now, if it looks perfect, it feels good, but it's a junk food activity. Feels good, no nutritional value. That's what we say. Right? So you know what? If I had one one superpower in yep. the world, right? This is, this would be my superpower to make all junk food healthy and oh. all healthy food not great for you. Oh wow! Imagine that. Yeah, imagine how much more fun life would be. Yeah. Hey, yeah. <laughs> I'd be. It'd be like Easter every every day. Yeah. I'd be eating chocolate every day. Oh, imagine. Oh, well, we can all wish for that sort of stuff, can't we? <laughs> so no cones. No we're, cones. We're making them. training look exactly like a game. Yep, yep. Now, if you can make those activities smaller, so smaller numbers, that means players get more touches. More touches means better skill level, more fun, less disruptions. So people are going to get, the players will become less bored. And we all know as junior coaches, board players sometimes can be a challenge. But if you can make your activities smaller with less people, that means they get more touches, they'll get better quicker. Yeah. And that's what we all want to see as coaches. Yeah. So if we've got lines at training, we've got cones out, yep. we've got less touches, we might have more cartwheels in the corner. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so if you want to run a charisthenics competition, do that. But yeah, if you want to run a footy competition, do the other way. Uh, so probably the other thing I'd love to see in junior footy is less focus on winning. Like... <clears throat> Sure, we all love to win, but as a coach, I think I get just as excited about seeing development in people as I do about winning. Seeing someone love the game as much as what we love the game is still a big thrill as a coach. Yeah. Um, 
Winning's nice, but gee, development's fun. And look, at, at the top level, you could al- almost argue that that's the goal in itself as well. Winning, mm. it's all about flags. Mm. But if we're seeing growth and development and we're, we're actually maximising what we're trying to achieve, mm. we're on our pathway to winning. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah that's a great point. Yeah, love yeah. that. Yeah, perfect. So that would be my top three tips for coaching. Top less, three tips for coaching. Yep, less kind, make, make it more fun, less focus on winning and make activities that look like a game. All right. Now, Ryan, give us one of your best little fun activities or how you can build in competition Mm. in a training session Mm. for some of these junior kids, you know, eights, nines, 10-year-olds. Yeah, that's a really hard question. The best one I reckon is when they're just learning to kick, so have as many footies as you can out in the activity. So there shouldn't be any any footies left in in the bag. Every footie should be out. The best one I've seen is where they're just learning to kick. So you catch the footy and you've got to move it around your waist and then kick it. And then you've got to move it around your head and the coach just keeps throwing different activities around how fast they can move it around their head and kick it. Yep. And then next one, they've got to move it around their waist and then you've got to move it around your ankles yep. and then you've got to move it in between your legs. But having one football between two people is the way to keep people engaged. Yep. So Plenty um, of touches in that. Yeah. More footies, less, less what I'd call sort of wasted time yep. standing on a cone yep. and then kids will keep engaged and they'll have more fun. Yeah, cool. And a couple of other tips for coaches out there listening this morning. Yeah. If you can build in a, a time factor. Yeah, yeah that Or a point system. Yep. To make it a little game and Love make it. sure that they can win. That's nice. always a good one as well. Yeah, yeah. Hey, the other one we say as well, say if you're teaching a skill such as ground ball, like how to pick up the ball off the ground, we always suggest break it into cues. So break it into little actions. So the first one would be is to bend at the knees, not at the hips. So then that you're getting close to the ground. We'd also say own the space over the ball. So that would be another cue. And then pick up with your fingers in the dirt. So my three tips or my three cues that I use for ground ball is own the space. So get as close as you can to the ball. Then bend at the knees, not at the hips. So then you're in a safe position. And then dirt under the nails. Get your hands dirty. That's fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah, excellent. It's funny you say that because even at the top level, at the Crows, we teach them make sure you don't bend at the hips. So there's a, a fantastic move that um, the high-performance team get the girls to perform in the gym with yep. a, a barbell on their back. Yeah, and nice. it's called a good morning. Right, eh? And they're bending from the hips with a barbell on the back. Okay. So when they're over executing ground ball, we say, no good mornings. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Isn't that funny though, Courtney? Like you, at, at your level, you're spending time on fundamentals. Absolutely. Like, and, and that's what we'd suggest to junior coaches nail the fundamentals and sometimes when we go to training we'll see you know really complex activities but the best training is just nailing fandom fundamentals teach that sort of stuff i think that's more very critical critical brilliant well, Ryan Nelson, it's been fantastic having Excellent. a chat to you. I could chat to you all the time. Likewise. Yeah, we could go forever. But, uh, no, it's been fantastic having you in for Beautiful. the Sample Juniors show and uh, all the best for the rest of the year. Let's get that 30% covered in the Coach Club Coordinators. That's the goal. That is the goal for Sample. Well done. That was Ryan Nelson, the Sample Coach Development Coordinator. And that's the Sample Joe show, thanks to National Pharmacies, proud sponsors, and fans of the Sample Junior Show. We'll be back after this. The Host Plus Sample League. Under 18's free entry. Get to a game this weekend. Welcome back to the Sample Junior Show. Thanks to Host Plus Sample League, where under 18's are free entry. 
I'm really excited for our next guest. It is Brad James from the Mighty Rams, the Glenunga Football Club. Welcome to the show, Brad. Yeah, thank you very much, Courtney. Now, I do have to um, share with the, the listeners my alliances to Glenunga. My dad played there and won a premiership and also coached a premiership at the Mighty Rams. So I do have a soft spot for the Rams. Brad, how are they tracking at the yep. moment? They're travelling nicely. They've slipped a, slipped a couple of weeks, uh, last couple. I think they're back in third position at the moment, but um, very, very competitive with Dip 1, which is fantastic. So going quite well at the moment. Brilliant. Now, Brad, you are the club coach coordinator at the Glenunga Rams of the Sanford Juniors and also the under-8s assistant coach. Now, take us through the club coach coordinator role that you perform at Glenunga. Yeah, so this is our first year, um, I guess, being involved with the Sandful, um, have obviously with the coaches coordinator. Um, the club's got a junior coordinator, but this is obviously just the coaches coordinator, which um, I think is a fantastic initiative the SNFL um, run. Um, obviously, just being a more of a support network for the coaches, and obviously um, having having obviously something in place that. Um, the coaches can obviously come and talk to someone rather than um, go straight to the, the committee or anything like that. And also someone for the parents externally so they don't need to complain, um, obviously, because there's obviously complaints at all junior footy club. Um, so I'm sort of the, the contact, that, the middleman, I guess. Um, which, yeah, I'm really enjoying the role, so... Brilliant. Now, we had uh, Ryan Nelson in from the Sanford, the coach development coordinator, um, and he mentioned you are that conduit between uh, many, but also around developing handbooks and creating opportunities for coaches to collaborate. Um, how's that all tracking this year in your first year at Glenunga? Yeah, good, yeah. So the footy club um, has a handbook um, that all coaches basically... Um, have have access to, and also um, have adopted quite a quite a lot of the principles that um, the SNFL um, obviously provide with the um, programs that they have um, in place as well. So it actually works out, yeah. Like as in between our handbook and also the um, SNFL um, stuff, we're like as in there's plenty of yeah resources there for all the coaches to get the right information to lead the kids in the right path. So, And it's quite um, the busy area of Glenunga, Web Oval there on Conningham Street. Um, how are you going with coordinating all the junior teams that you have in terms of oval availability? Yeah, so it, it kicked off like we're just down at the footy club now. So I'm just looking out onto both ovals. Um, it started with Auskick, um, which there was probably about 60 Auskickers there. Um, and then it goes on to under sevens, under eights, and it just works its way through the age groups from there. Um, pretty well have to have four oval, like in, on the, each oval, there's probably four different groups um, spread out. So, they'd, yeah, there'd, there'd be two or 300 kids here at a lot of the time. So it's um, one of the larger um, footy clubs in the community at the moment like I think we're up there now with Edwardstown and also Goodwood so um, yeah it's fantastic. And I'm sure um, it's quite a large role for yourself coordinating all of those coaches of all of those junior teams. Um, what's been one of your successes so far this year um, in the club coach coordinator role? 
Um, well, I think the, probably the biggest thing we've got that's in our favour is obviously being able to communicate um, directly via um, WhatsApp groups um, is probably the biggest thing I think we've found that if there's ever anything that needs to be raised as a group, it's, you can just quite easily put it on a forum like a WhatsApp group and then everyone knows about something straight away. Um, I think that's probably the best way to communicate with everyone. So otherwise, individually trying to do it with the amount of teams we have at Glenunga would be just too hard. So it's great having that forum of social, of the social networks. So. And we heard from um, Ryan Nelson, the uh, coach development coordinator at the Sample, that conduit role that you play, um, and as you mentioned, the, the middleman as such. What's the um, avenues between yourself and the committee and how you're reporting things back in that sense? Yeah, so we, we do have a junior co- uh, coordinator as well here, um, Graham Jeske. Now, he, he, he probably is the guy that probably should be getting the full pat on the back here. <laughs> Um, he, he's, he's the bloke that runs around and does absolutely everything behind the scenes. Um, my role, um, essentially, is relatively easy compared to Graham's. Graham seems to do majority of everything. The club runs that smooth because of, of his, his actions, I guess. So, um, the footy, yeah, the footy club um, is probably a smooth, smooth running um, machine with Graham's input. So, um, yeah, it's probably, it's probably, he's probably the one that needs a pat on the back there. And the dual role that you perform, assistant coach of the under-8s, I believe your, your lad Hugh um, plays in that side, so helping out as well. How- yeah, so, I, yeah, I just wanted to put my hand up. I, I don't like being too involved because he, he's probably going to listen to a coach more than he does his own dad. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um but I, yeah, I'm I'm happy to help out. But I'm probably more so um, trying to teach the kids technique and actually ball dropping and all the like technical side of the skills. Um, whereas the coaches like obviously like to run through. So I I tend to take three or four kids aside each week and just do set skill work with them. So fantastic, and and that's the development piece we heard earlier in the show from Ryan. Um, the three buckets being fun, development, and winning, and we know um, that that move for participation is huge in junior football. Um, how, do, how do you go about that at Glenunga? What's your ethos around uh, junior football? Yeah, uh, 100%. The, the buckets is obviously a big thing. Um, I guess it's hard to get... The, the fun's obviously going to be relatively easy because kids, kids obviously around their mates and they, they, they're out there to have fun. Um, the, win, the winning's a tough one, I think, with all, all junior sport. Um, at, at a, obviously under sevens, under eights, is that they're, they're not meant to keep score, but kids just know now. Once they start going to score, they start adding up. They know how they're tracking. Um, <laughs> that's the one thing we've probably found the hardest with competitiveness because kids kids are competitive from a young age now. Um, whereas, yeah, so that's probably the, they're probably the main thing. So. Yeah, fantastic. And take us through how the under eight side are going. We're almost halfway through the Sanford Junior season as it stands. Yep, uh, they're they're going quite well. So the um, under eight black, we've uh, I've been involved there. The, the coach is quite competitive himself. Um, <laughs> uh, unannounced, undefeated, two years straight. But wow! Wow! <laughs> no, no, relatively competitive, like at, at that age limit. Even like I think that's across the board with Glenunga Footy Club. Like as in, they strive for success, but also. Um, there's there's some big big people around the footy club here, like Mark Rashuda's out there coaching some kids. We have Gavin Wanganin around the place. A lot of AFL personalities that have been in the game, so it's quite 
quite exciting um, place to be, but it's it's one of those things that like oh Duncan Kellaway, he's involved as well, like coaching one of the junior grades. So um, yeah, oh, it's, it's a great great footy club to be involved in. Yeah, there's plenty of names flying around down at Glenunga. Um, lots of their children playing. And often you do get the, the fathers of uh, kids out there um, take up the coaching ranks. Now, we had earlier on in uh, one of our shows, Bryce Gibbs' wife, um, he mentioned that she's taken up the reins of one of the junior uh, teams. Yeah, Lauren uh, Sharkies, uh, or Lauren Gibbs. Um, she's, yeah, she's involved and coaches one of the other lads that you probably speak to in a little bit. He's, uh, Reed, he plays under Lauren. Um, and yeah, like Lauren's, uh, very, very well organized. Um, she's probably the most organized coach out of all of the coaches, I think. <laughs> um, she, she has a, uh, little layout on her phone of all the full training schedules. So she's, she's super organized. She's probably the most organized out of the lot. And obviously that comes from her netball background being so, um, so organized. So. And uh, we often find there's a, a number of resources around footy clubs and Ryan mentioned it earlier in the show, um, just tapping into them. So teachers um, of physical education, you know, HR experts and so forth. Do you find yourselves as um, as the club coach coordinator really searching on those skill sets to, to find the next coaches of your teams? Um, well, I'd, really, um, this is where Graham's probably needs more of a pat on the back again. Um, Gra- Graham's super organised and pretty well when I had a first chat with Graham um, about just being involved and helping out, um, I said, oh, have you got all your coaches? And he, he actually said that, like, a lot of people, like, give up their time here at the footy club. So you don't need to go hunting around for those resources. So people just put their hand up and want to be involved. It's one of those, I, I haven't found anywhere that if I've asked someone to do something or people just ask to do things, it just it just happens here at the footy club. Everyone wants to be involved and wants the club place to be a better place. So. Fantastic. And um, that is the culture of the Mighty Rams, the Glenunga Footy Club. It is. Uh, Well, Brad, it's been great having a chat to you and um, congratulations on taking up the role of club coach coordinator in its first year uh, at Glenunga. Uh, All the best for the rest of the season with the under eight side as well. No worries. Thanks very much, Courtney. Cheers. That was Brad James, the club coach coordinator of the Glenunga Rams Footy Club. And this is the Sample Junior Show, all thanks to National Pharmacies, proud sponsors and fans of the National Pharmacies Sample Junior Show and the Host Plus Sample League, where under-18s are free entry. We're going to take a break. We'll be back after halftime. The Host Plus Sample League, under-18s free entry. Get to a game this weekend. Welcome back to the second half of the Sanford Junior Show. Thanks to the National Pharmacies, proud sponsors and fans of the National Pharmacies Sanford Junior Show and the Host Plus Sanford League, where under-18s are free entry. Make sure you get to a game this weekend. Plenty going on in the Sanford competition. Well, right now we're joined by some of the kids from the Glenunga Football Club, the Mighty Rams. We've got on the show Hugh from the under-18s black team. Welcome to the show, Hugh. Yeah. How are you going today, mate? Good. That's good. Now, Hugh, take me through how you first became involved in footy. Uh, because I started, I was kicked and I 
one of the go to a club and then I've oh. Awesome. So you started as an Oz kicker and now you're in the under 18s black side. Yeah. How the, how are the boys going? Good. Good. Are you winning lots of games? Yes. Yeah. And what position do you play, Hugh? Uh, all positions, but my favourite is mid. Yeah. So you like the midfield, do you? Yeah. Yeah. What do you like about being a midfielder? You get the ball the most. <laughs> Rack up the possessions. So you like to get the ball lots? Yeah. Yeah, cool. And do you go for, um, do you have a favourite AFL team that you go for? Um, Crows, Adelaide Crows. Nice. And do you have a favourite player from the Adelaide Crows? Uh, Ned McHenry. Oh, you like Ned? Oh, he, he yeah. is a firecracker, Ned McHenry. What's your favourite thing about Ned? Uh, he goes in the ball hard. He certainly does. He certainly does. Is that how you play your footy, Hugh? Yeah. Awesome. Now, take me through. Uh, down at Glenunga there, when it's half time, is your yeah. coaches and team manager bringing out lollies or do you have oranges at half time? Oranges. Oranges. Which one do you prefer? Do you like lollies better? Yeah, lollies better. Oh, do you need me to make some phone calls for you, mate? We'll get that sorted. Yes. You want me to get them to get you lollies instead of oranges? Yeah. All right. We might have to sort that out. I'll, I know a guy by the name of Brad James. I think he might be your, your dad and he might be your, uh, your assistant coach. So we can sort that out for you. Yes. All right. <laughs> now, can you tell me another thing. Do you have these bright, flashy boots that are going around, like the oranges or the, um, you know, the bright green boots? Or are you more of a uh, traditional guy? Do you like black and white? No. Which ones I do you have? I got Nike light green. Oh, nice. Nice. So you don't have the flashy, bright ones? No. Yeah, cool. I like it. I like it. Well, Hugh, it's been great having a chat to you and the under eight black side is absolutely killing it. So I hope you um, have a good rest of the season. You can get to sing your song a bit. Okay. Well done, Hugh. Thanks for joining us on the National Pharmacies Sample Juniors Show. We are now going to be joined by one of the players from the under eight's grey side. We are joined by Reed. Welcome to the show, Reed. Hi, Courtney. How you going, mate? Good. Good. Now, take us through how you first became involved in playing footy. Well, first I went Auskick and after a few, few years, like four or three years, I went to Edwardstown Primary and then I played good there and then they've moved me up to, I'm supposed to be in like under sevens or under sevens because I'm like, I'm, but I look really tall. That's why they've added me in under eight. Wow. So I'm hearing that you're an absolute star. Yeah. Oh, awesome, Reed. Now, uh, what position do you play for the Glenunga Grey side? I love favourite positions because I'm really tall. I like to play mid Yep. and forward. Mid and forward. So do you clunk lots of marks and kick goals? Yeah, I can't. I've only taken one Becky in in Glenunga. Yeah. And how long have you been playing for Glenunga for? About a year. Yep. Yeah, and do you like their colours? Yeah. Yeah, what colours are they? 
Blue, white, and light blue. Yeah, awesome. And um, the goals that you've kicked, do you have any particular uh, celebration or anything? Uh, basically, the Rochelle celebration. Oh, the Josh Rochelle celebration. How does that go? Yeah. Tim Canyon uh, is my basic favourite player and Rochelle and Tom Walker. Taylor Walker. Taylor Walker is also your favourite player. So the Rochelle celebration is uh, the Tim Kale punching of the goalpost, the goal flag in soccer. Yeah. Yeah, So do a bit of punching of the air. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love it. Go read. Now tell me what you like about Big Tex Walker. Uh, Because he's like in one, his 250th game, he kicked about like 10 goals. He certainly did. uh, behind He's and certain. lots of marks and assists. Cool. And am, am I hearing right that you might be a Crows man? You like the Crows? Yep. 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 Go the mighty Crows. We love the Crows. Yep. Do you have any other favourite players at the Crows? Uh, I have one from, two from Geelong. Danger yep. and Tom Hawkins because he's really tall. Yeah, cool. So you you hold no grudges against Danger for leaving the Crows and going to play for the Mighty Cats? Yeah, not really. No, not really? Yeah, so you still like him as a footballer? The game that I went to was West Coast v Geelong and Jeremy Cameron was the star then. Yeah, he kicked a lot of goals that game. Was that for Gather Round? Yeah. Yeah. I got my own card from it. Did you? So you, yeah. you were one of the kids that got your own footy card? Yep. How exciting is that? Did you get to sign it? Uh, No, no one signed it because the like, Geelong players and West Coast players were in the, like, probably having ice baths and doing training yeah, or cool. just going in their hub. Yeah, right. Now, Reid, yeah. I hear that you have a fabulous coach. Her name's Lauren. Um, she yeah. she is the partner of Bryce Gibbs, who played a lot of games yep. for the Crows. How's she as a coach? Yep. She's actually pretty good. Yeah, being a coach, she doesn't really boss us around too much. She just tells us <laughs> what to do, and then we we just say yes, and then we do what she says a lot. Fantastic, fantastic. Now I've got the Rams colours in my mind because you you gave me them. I know what the Rams Guernsey mm-hmm. looks like, but do you want to sing the song for us? Hugh, do you want to join in? Yeah, I reckon. Get your mate, Hugh. Oh, Let's give ready? all the listeners this morning a big Glenunga Rams rendition. You ready? Three, two, one. Let's go. Oh, with a high-flying flag with it. The grand old flag, it's a high flying flag. It's the emblem for me and for you. In the outfit, the team we love, the team of the old double blue, who, who, and we heart beats true for the young double blue. And we sing this song to you. What do we sing? For God, keep your eye on the old double blue, who, who. Claps all round. Claps all round. Great work, guys. That was fantastic. You know who also sings that song? What what club what club also has that song? Red, Red Legs. Legs. The Red Legs, yep. Good. That's a tip. And Melbourne. And Melbourne. Good stuff. Oh, and, and 
And Sturt, yeah. the mighty double blues in the sample, just down the road from the mighty Glunga Rams. Well, kids, Hugh, Reid, it's been fantastic having a chat with you and uh, all the best for the rest of your season at the mighty Glenunga yep. Rams Football Club. Yep. Hopefully you have a good rest of the week. <laughs> Thanks, boys. That was uh, Hugh and Reid from the under-8s teams at Glenunga Football Club. And this is The Sample Show, thanks to National Pharmacies. Proud sponsors and fans of The Sample Junior Show will be back. The Host Plus Sample League, under-18s free entry. Get to a game this weekend. Welcome back to the Sample Junior Show. Thanks to National Pharmacies. Proud sponsors and fans of the National Pharmacies Sample Junior Show. It has been a big show at that. We've had on Brad James, Hugh and Reid from the Glenunga Footy Club and also chatting to Ryan Nelson, the club coach coordinator at the Sample. He's doing fantastic work there. It also is First Nations round. It is the last day of First Nations round, so good luck to all the kids out there playing today. There's a fair few sample games going on today. Make sure you get to a game. Under-18s are free. And that's another edition of the Sample Junior Show all wrapped up. If you miss any of the show, just search the Sample Junior Show wherever you listen to your podcast. And we're off for the next few weeks with school holidays. But we'll be back at the end of the month. July 30 for another episode of the Sample Junior Show.